Hi everybody and welcome back to the ESP Recruitment Podcast. I'm James Eggerstorff and I'm joined by my usual two colleagues, Izzy and Rivia. Hi guys. Hi everyone. And this week we're going to be talking about one of the really uh, tough topics that candidates find really, really hard and that is how to hand in your notice. So you've got the job offer, you've gone through the really tough recruitment process, you've got it in your hand, your new contract and you're really excited about starting your new job. And then you're faced with this really daunting task, which nobody finds easy, and that is going to your boss and resigning. So, Izzy, Revere, what are your tips for handing in your notice? Yeah, um, I would suggest preparation um, is absolutely the key. You firstly need to decide this is definitely what you want. You know, be absolutely certain um, there's nothing that's going to sway you or anything like that. Um, you also have to remember, don't feel guilty about it. Like you need to keep your best interests at heart, um, and and you're doing what's best for you. Um, and people find that really hard, don't they? Because naturally, ninety nine percent of the population are really nice people, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they hate giving bad news, yeah. especially to people they like. Mm. The human brain is wired up that that doesn't come naturally. Something they enjoy doing. So people really live in fear. Yeah. I mean, especially if, you, if you've been with an organisation for like a good stint of time, you, you've built these relationships with people that you've worked with. You, you, you're going to feel bad to, you know, letting them down and giving them this news. So you, you just have to, I don't know, almost approach it quite clinically, don't you? Yeah, which feels unnatural and feels like you're being quite nasty. But you're actually, the right thing to do mm. is... Uh, just give people the bad news. Yeah. It's better giving it soon rather than rather than later. Yeah. Okay. So, what other ideas have you got on prep? What do people need to do before um, they go and do this? I would suggest you know write your letter of resignation beforehand. Keep it pretty short and concise. Um, you know you don't need to include loads of mundane details or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose like at, at that point when you've written that like letter of resignation, you you've made your decision there as well. So. Um, I think that's always good to sort of hand in. Um, I'd also recommend, you know, organising an interview with your manager as soon as possible. Or a meeting, yeah? Yeah, or a meeting, sorry. Um, Yeah, speed is key here, isn't it? Yeah, so what do people do when they've got something they don't really want to do? Yeah, you prolong procrastinating, don't you? You put it off, right? Yeah. So, yeah, just just try and organise it as soon as possible. Don't let it drag, um, because then it's just going to be constantly weighing on your mind. Um, and then I would also, I know this sounds quite cheesy, but prepare what you're going to say. Um, so, you know, you need to think about this is absolutely something that you want. You need to be adamant. You need to make sure that you're pretty final on your decision. Um, and, and yeah, just go through that. Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns, exactly. So you're in the meeting. Mm-hmm. How do you kick it off? Um, you just need to be... You need to go straight for it. Don't make small talk um, because I think when you're delivering bad news, it, it, it doesn't sort of sit well with people when you just sort of okay. walk around eggshells and all that. What could it have the eggshells? <laughs> <laughs> that That's not, not a phrase. All right, okay. <laughs> it can be. Um, okay, so you're going straight in with um, with the news. I've got some serious news and the news is da 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 da. Yeah. Okay, what, what else do you need to do in that meeting? Um, so I think you need to remember that it should be a really, really straightforward meeting. Um, I think if you if you enter that conversation and it's really, really clear, you know, that you've made up your mind, your decision's final, 
and make it clear also from the beginning that you want to leave amicably. I think mm. if you if you articulate that you want to leave on good terms, that is so massive, massive, massively important. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to burn bridges here, do you? Yeah. Um, and, and you want to make it as easy as possible to see out your notice period. So that's key, actually, uh, making it clear that you want to leave things on good terms. Yeah, that's dead important. And I think you almost need to retain the control. So what I mean by that is, and you've touched upon it a bit there, you kind of need to set your agenda, mm. which is, I've got some bad news, the bad news is this, I really want to leave amicably, mm-hmm. and I've read my contract, and my notice period is this, this, and this. You almost need to cut that meeting quite short, and then revisit it once the news has settled. Yeah. So if you pull somebody to one side and give them some really bad news, how are they likely to react? Emotionally. Yeah. Quite emotionally. Yeah. So they're going to want to ask you why, what's gone wrong, what's happened. Um, And you're probably going to sit there for hours and hours chatting it through. You don't want to go down that route. Mm -hmm. You want to stick to you being in control, saying, Mm -hmm. look, you're not going to like this news. Here it is. I need to action these points, which Mm -hmm. are following the HR process or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. Um, I'm not going to change my mind sorry to give you this news mm-hmm. let's chat about it later but here's what i need from you i want to leave amicably mm-hmm. yeah what do we need to do next it's almost how you need to engineer it yeah so it's quite it might feel quite cutthroat but once that person's absorbed the news and the dust is settled yeah. you're then able to talk it through on a bit more on level level terms yeah, yeah i suppose it's better to run the risk of coming across as slightly clinical like you said or cold to allow that emotional response rather than having that emotional conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think as well if you're if you're working with a good manager or a good leader, mm. they should have an inkling that this news is coming. Yeah. It shouldn't really be a complete shock out of the blue. Yeah. Really. So if you've got somebody that's underperforming, then clearly they might be looking at another role. If you've got somebody who's real high potential mm. and you think to yourself, they're not going to be here forever. Yeah. You probably know this day is going to come at some point. Yeah. So it shouldn't really be a shock to, to, to the manager. Okay, we get asked this question a lot, don't we? Should you tell your current boss who your new employer is going to be? When they say to you, where are you going? What are you doing? Should you, how, how should you handle that? So I think, obviously, it's your, it's your prerogative, isn't it? I, I think... Like we're saying, allow the dust to settle. Um, allow time for, for that initial emotion to dissipate. Yeah. Um, so let them know that, of course, you're more than happy to give them full details. Let them know where you're going and you know your reasons for doing so. But arrange to have that conversation at a later date. You know, th- th- this this initial meeting where you're resigning is, isn't the time to disclose that information. I would suggest. Yeah. So I, th- I think we've encountered this before, where um, you know a candidate or an employee has actually gone in, handed in their notice, um, and they have decided to have that conversation where they've said, look, this is the kind of, this is the organisation that I'm going to. And they've then found that their boss has acted quite emotionally and just sort of slated the organisation. And it's then sort of planted seeds of doubts in, in, in that employee's mm-hmm. mind, which, again, I think if you've made your decision, you don't really want to be U-turning at, at this late stage. Yeah, because you're going down a route that you don't want to get to. You're calm, 
you're mm-hmm. feeling relaxed, you're in control, you've got your game plan or your agenda that you're going to hopefully get out of that meeting, which is an acceptance that you're resigning mm-hmm. and an exit date and, and it's all agreed. Yeah. And then you're dueling with somebody who's reacting really emotionally. Yeah. So it's almost like getting into a bit of a scrap or a bit of a argument with somebody. They're coming at it from a totally different angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before you yeah. know it, you're going down this route which is like, oh my, I really don't want to be having this conversation. Yeah. So. What might some of the things be that go that enter your boss's mind when you hit them with, you know what, I'm leaving? What are they what's their immediate reaction gonna be? I think you can expect to be to be hit with um, you know, all the great things that were gonna happen in X number of weeks but haven't been put into practice yet. Yeah. So, you know, we were gonna give you a, a salary rise but we weren't gonna tell you yet. And yeah. you know, back to the preparation thing, I would suggest before you have this meeting, write down the reasons that you want to leave and bear them in mind, you know, don't list them to your employer, but bear these in mind. And, you know, when it comes to the point where they're trying to dissuade you by, you know, telling you all the, these things that were going to happen, mm. bear these reasons in mind and stick to your guns. Yeah, yeah that's definitely the best message. Because you think if you give somebody bad news, their emotional reaction is never, oh, I need to do my best to help the person that's giving yeah. me the bad news. Their reaction is always going to be, ouch that's really hurt me so yeah. it might be i'm under enough pressure as it is from my boss because i've already had another resignation it might yeah. be um this is one of the best people it's going to reflect really badly on me yeah could be this is just going to hit me in the pocket and i was really hoping to go to the bahamas this yeah. year and that. It, all those that wave of emotion is going to flood over that person they're going to tell you whatever it takes to try and change your mind so mm-hmm. if you give them any inclination that they might be able to to do that yeah. they're going to pull and pull and pull yeah on those, those heartstrings. Um, and I I always try and compare this, and I say this a bit tongue in cheek, but when I talk to a candidate, and we've probably all been here before, that have you ever been in a situation where you chucked your girlfriend or your boyfriend? I know it's a long, long time ago for, for me. But it's the same sort of psychology, or if you've been on the other, again, probably happened more often to me when you've been, <laughs> been chucked. Um, what happens when somebody says to you, it's over? What, what do they naturally do in response? I can change. I can change. And they'll say to you, um, you leave your smelly football kit lying around or <laughs> you're, you're out with your mates too much. You always hit them with reasons. You can, you can I'll do this, I'll do that. And you yeah. do whatever it takes not to lose that person. Yeah. It's the same psychology here that is yeah. happening. And sometimes what candidates do is they go in thinking, I've made my decision. And there's an element, of, they've left that element of doubt on the table yeah. and they allow it to be pulled on. And then they say, okay, right, I'll stay. And what happens three months later? Back on the market. Back on they're the unhappy market. again. And it happens, yeah. doesn't it? How many people's girlfriend and boyfriend three months later they've gone, oh, they're out mm-hmm. playing football all the mm-hmm. time again, or they're yeah, out drinking exactly. again? I mean, if you look at the statistics for like counter offers and things like that as well, I think I think it's something daft like 70 or 80% of yeah, people. Yeah, it's like 80, isn't it? Yeah, like within six months of back on the market yeah. and exploring new opportunities after a counter offer. I mean, I can think of a handful just off the top of my head of candidates who I've been working with who have accepted counter offers and then I've got a call you know, two or three months later and yeah. nothing's changed. Every single candidate I've had that's accepted a counter offer has done that to me. Really? Yeah. Really. Okay, so have we got any other examples maybe or scenarios you've, you've seen over the years where an employer has reacted quite emotionally or quite heavily on a candidate who's resigning yeah absolutely so um a good one we've got is one of our candidates joined um a huge american software company that i'm sure lots of people would have heard of um handed his notice um he was staying at a hotel um after a client meeting um and what happened was his uh, manager flew 
all of the US directors over, they turned up at his hotel room at 10 o'clock in the evening, dragged him up to the bar <laughs> where they kept him there trying to twist his arm until you know, God knows what time it was in the morning. Um, but you know, I, I think the, the thing that you've got to remember when things like this happen is, um, you know, did he get this, this sort of treatment when he was doing really well? Exactly. You know, who came and congratulated him when he brought in X, you know, X deal and, you know, however much revenue it was and, you know, why, why are they scared to lose you? Are they scared to lose you because of the value that you bring to the team? Are they scared to lose you because, you know, that they value you so much as an individual? Or, or are they scared of the, the gap in, in the revenue yeah. that you're going to leave behind? Um, you know, I think that's something to bear in mind. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So they're only making that trip because it's affecting them. So that's yeah. a really good mm. example of actually what's going through a boss's mind mm-hmm. when somebody quits. Yeah. And you don't know either, do you? Your boss might be sat there hatching plans of their own yeah. where they think I just need to get to the end of the quarter and then I'll get that big commission check and they're interviewing for another company down the road <laughs> so they just want to keep you in the seat Yeah. so they look good and they get what they want so you, it, it goes against your human nature but you've got to put yourself first yeah. in this scenario Absolutely. and look after number one and I know that doesn't feel natural for a heck of a lot of people but that, that's what you have to do okay here's a, here's a question that I've just thought of that people ask should Salespeople expect to receive their commission. If you've got commission that's due when you resign, do you think you should expect to get it or do you think you should be writing it off? I mean, I would, I would look at your terms and conditions, but I would suggest you write it off because yeah. chances are that's not getting paid. Yeah, so we see it quite often, don't we? Candidates going, well, I'm not going to resign until May because I'm, I'm due some commission. Yeah. That's the right play if you're thinking, I need my May mm-hmm. paycheck to come in and then I can resign yeah. if you're thinking out the goodness of my heart my employer might give me that 10 grand or whatever it is that i'm owed it's risky yeah so this becomes a problem when you're a really successful salesperson you're probably always going to lose commission when mm. you mm. when you leave so yeah. unfortunately it, well it's it, something to think about right at the beginning i mean if you are dead set on leaving for, for whatever reason and you are so unhappy where you are that you have made up your mind that you want to leave, then you know chances are a few grand shouldn't make that much of a difference mm. to you. I think I think it's obviously easy to sort of say that you know in practice and hypothetically, but you just do need to weigh up whether that commission check, which you could probably make in a different organisation where you're happier, you'll excel mm, more, exactly. and you could you could make more than more than uh, what you're expecting to come in. So it, it it is just like you know doing those pros and cons, but that's something that you should have decided. Yeah. yeah, there's no perfect time, is there? There's no, it's very unlikely you're going to find yeah. this perfect scenario where your commission's up to date, everybody really likes you because you're still trying hard at work. If you're professional and you're working hard, you're probably going to have a backlog of commission that's due anyway. Yeah. So yeah. No, yeah, there's yeah. no way of doing it. Okay, any other tips or advice or scenarios that we've seen before that might be useful? Um, I had a candidate, so I mean obviously it's easy for us to sort of go through this methodology and some of it sounds like common sense and things like that, but um, we, we've had candidates put into practice before, haven't we? Um, I, I had a candidate recently, she'd been with an organisation for over 12 years, um, I think a couple of her family members were in the organisation as well, it was a right. family run company, um, she knew that as soon as she left it was gonna, the other company was going to take a massive hit, so uh, the and she was a lovely lady. I think the the guilt absolutely played on her, and she was quite sort of scared of handing in the notice, and she was wasn't quite sure what it was going to mean for her. Um, but we sort of gave her this process, you know, coached her through the process properly, 
um, you know, assured her that she was making the right move for her career. She followed through with this advice and, and um, she was really grateful. I think everything just went really smoothly for her. Great. So that's, re- that's really important, isn't it? Because obviously um, this advice is, it feels a little bit textbook, but there's mm. going to be people out there that have worked with, maybe they've worked with their boss for like in this situation 12 years or yeah. longer and they've got personal, deep personal rooted relationships there. But the right thing to do is just carry out this process and put people out of their misery Mm. and not prolong it. Just get the bad news out there and then people can process it. Once they've processed it, they're more willing to to Mm. get over it, you know, accept that the decision is final and then they'll move on. And they they can start like putting plans in place to to replace you. I mean, you can be a part of those plans as well. It just makes the whole whole process so much easier for everyone. Yeah, and you can can have, as as a employer or hiring manager, you can have good levers and bad levers. So you've got the people that want to drag down the morale of the team, they want to sit there not doing any work, they want to doss around, they, they, they want to really mood hoover basically, the, the sales floor. And then you've got the good levers, they're the people that say, I really want to leave uh, not just my colleagues on good terms, but my accounts, mm-hmm. I'll perhaps do some training with people, I'll do a great handover. Yeah. They're the people, that's the person you want to be because you don't know what's happening, going to happen in the future. It's all about relationships. And they're the people that tend to find that when they do need a bit of flex from their outgoing employer, maybe a day off to join their new company at a kickoff or some Mm. training, they're happy to accommodate it. You don't want to end it in a fight. It needs to be amicable Mm -hmm. as best you can. Cool. So I think we've covered quite a lot. Yeah. Everyone happy with that? Happy. Great, so I hope that's uh, useful for everybody out there. We've got a lot of exciting plans for our podcast this year. We're going to be doing some work focusing specifically on some featured experts, particularly uh, women in technology, so exploring um, some of the challenges that women as a, as a vast majority, uh, majority minority, unfortunately, in the technology space um, have. So we're really excited about bringing that to you. And we've got some other interview techniques and candidates um, tips that we can talk to you about so we're going to be doing things about how to handle multiple interview processes a really important one how to onboard a new employer so that sounds um, you'd be surprised how many people find that quite difficult so we've got some good ideas on that coming up too so as ever thank you very much for, for listening we're, we're on Apple Podcasts SoundCloud and through our website ESPRecruit.com and we'll chat to you again soon thank you everyone thanks everyone. cheers